This is CliffCentral.com. It is a beautiful Thursday morning here in Cliff Central. Uh, if you're listening to us live, this is the open book. It is the 1st of October. You're probably wondering why I always say it is a beautiful morning. Well, that's because this is the day that the Lord has made and anything that God does is always beautiful. And we're always happy here because the Bible demands us that we be happy because it says, not only is this the day that the Lord has made, but that we shall rejoice and, uh, and be glad in it. So I'm going to start off the show with some general knowledge for you. Just in case uh, this question pops up, don't know, maybe you may be on, uh, on who wants to be a millionaire or so. So make sure that if you do win, and because of this question that you're able to now answer, that uh, you send some of that money through. Um, I'll give you my, my details a bit later on in the show. So now seeing that it is the 1st of October... Do you actually know how this month got to be named October? Hmm? Any of you who were born in, uh, in October? Come on, you should know this. And if you don't, you should absolutely be ashamed of yourselves. Okay, so let me, let me help you out. Remember a few, um, a few shows ago, I, I let you in on some facts about our current calendar. That's the calendar that we use. Like, for instance, like it's the 1st of October, the calendar that we go by is called the Gregorian calendar. Well, October is the 10th month of the year in our modern day Gregorian calendar. The previous calendar was called the Roman calendar or the Caesarian calendar. Um, the month of October, the month of October, the name October kept its original name from the Roman calendar in which Octo means eight in Latin. And now you wonder why, um, they, they got the number eight. And named it October. Well, that's because the previous calendar only had 10 months. So that's why the month of October became only the eighth month, uh, because the year literally started only in March. I know some general knowledge for you. So, so the year started in March. There was no Jan. There was no Feb. And I would have loved, I mean, Duncan, I would have loved to just, you know, like if we actually skipped Jan and Feb, because, uh, because as a, as a muso, those are like broke months for us. You know, that's why January is not January, but it used to be called January. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, I'm just, I'm just joking. But anyway, on a serious note, a lot of us come into the year with high ambitions and, uh, a great excitement to achieve great things. Remember those, uh, those New Year's resolutions that one made at the beginning of the year. And to us Christians, uh, because a lot of people kind of go into that fast called the Daniel fast, like where you don't eat meat and you just eat veggies. Um, I have many friends who do that right in the beginning of the year. And so a lot of prophecies come to you or during your quiet time or your time of being hungry during your fast, you get a word that really inspires you and, uh, and really kind of spurs you on to look forward to a great year that's ahead of you. But then come October, since we are in October, and uh, sorry October, but I'm going to pick on you a little bit today uh, because you are the absolute reason why my birthday month is over. But come October, we start to wonder if God will actually come through on these promises. I mean, after all, it's been 10 months that we've been waiting and uh, we kind of thought that we'd have to wait just a little bit and that uh, all our fasting and praying that we did in the beginning of the year, that uh, harvest is going to come to us, you know, at least by March, April, May, but come October and still nothing has happened. Well, the book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says, my word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty or void but it will accomplish what I desire and it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So one thing is certain, this is certain indeed, that, uh, that what God has said over your life is going to come to pass. 
But before God moves, we will have to wait. It's just part of our, of our Christian life. So waiting for answers is a fact of life. Nobody ever gets out of it. So the question is not if we'll wait, but rather how we'll wait. My pastor Ray McCauley, um, he always, he always says patience is not the ability to wait because you're going to have to wait anyway if someone says wait. But patience is defined by how we wait. Joyce Meyer, in a book with the same title as our topic today, says that you will either wait passively or wait expectantly. So what's the difference between waiting passively and waiting expectantly? Well, a passive person uh, hopes something good will happen and they're willing to sit around waiting to see if it does. But after a short time, he gives up saying, that's it. I've waited and waited and nothing has happened. The passive person has a lot of wishbones, but not much backbone. The expectant person, on the other hand, is hopeful, believing the answer is just around the corner due to arrive any minute. His belief is not a passive thing. His heart is full of hope, expecting his problem to be solved at any moment. He wakes up every, every morning expecting to find his answer. And he may wait and wait, come to October, and he may still be waiting. But suddenly what he's been waiting for happens because of the way that he waits. So whether you are feeling passive or expectant this morning, if you're listening to us live, or um, um, including those who are not necessarily waiting on anything from God, at some point you will. It's inevitable. And so this show is also for you. I have some awesome guests uh, who are going to be joining me today uh, just after the break. Stacy Speller and uh, Pastor Tafara Butai. And our topic is, when God win, how long do we have to wait? This is The Open Book with myself, Loyiso, on cliffcentral.com. Keep tuned and we'll be back with you right after this. This is cliffcentral.com. If you want to get in touch with us, please uh, give us a call. Uh, if you have any questions or, or even just a comment, uh, the number is 0861-555-189. Or you can send us a WeChat as well. And uh, it's just simply Cliff Central. And I'll read your messages. And yeah, either get, uh, get Stacy or Pastor Tafara to, uh, to answer your questions. So, also, also in studio with me today is, uh, is, is, is Portia, who's, uh, who's my main contributor. You know, Portia, we've been working for three months and I actually, I've never actually asked you what your surname is. <laughs> Wait for it. Tafumane. 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 That's like, that's like, that's like Pastor Tafara's name. It's like, oh wow. That's Shona, yes. Wow. Well, we have Portia in studio. <laughs> Because I'm not going to try and say that. Um, who really is sort of the main contributor to the uh, to the open book? Uh, really helps me to kind of put content together, and to be able to also just uh, just kind of write, you know, ask the right questions. So the questions are not just from me, but also from somebody else who may be kind of going through the same thing, uh, or, or or may have gone through uh, some of you know like some of this that um, that we're discussing today. Um, and, and I mean, Portia, we, we were looking at, um, I was speaking to Jen as well, my wife, and, mm-hmm. and you know, like we had been looking at, um, at different, um, at different topics to kind of talk about, you know, to, to kind of talk about today. And when I said to you, no, actually, I want to, I, I want us today to talk about waiting on God. And you were so surprised. You were kind of like, wow, that's I, exactly what I'd actually been, uh, <laughs> been that's going That's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> waiting. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's perfect. So you know what? If you, if, if there's a question that you want to just throw at our guest today, please go ahead. You know, uh, because it may be something totally different. You know, to to what I have. Uh, about Great our guest, stuff. yeah, about our guest today, um, Stacy Stacy Speller, all the way from Atlanta in the United <laughs> States. Uh, <laughs> great and uh, and good family friend. As uh, as a matter of fact, my daughter, you know, actually calls her Auntie Stacy from America. <laughs> and thank God that she's here enough times for uh, for Kenzie just be able to just spend time with her. A little bit about about Stacy Speller. She's an international speaker, author, and personal growth expert. Uh, one of Stacey's greatest uh, accomplishments is having the honor of working alongside best-selling author Dr. John C. Maxwell. And in this role, she travels the continent of Africa, speaking at many of, her largest, uh, of the largest churches, uh, corporations, and forums. Stacey is a passionate lifestyle designer, columnist, and author of two books. And the books are Directions to Destiny and The Designer Life. Welcome, Auntie Stacy from America. Thank you, thank you. It's so good to be here with you. I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us, okay, uh, before we kind of get into it, because I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna just give a small introduction on uh, on Pastor Tafara Butai um, just now as well, because you know, with this kind of a topic, anybody can have something to say. Although I may direct the question at you, but the designer life. I mean, you know, um, a lot of people actually know you from your, from your, from your Instagram, you know, Instagram <laughs> posts and, uh, and, uh, and your Twitter, you know, like your Twitter posts. What is the designer life? The designer life is basically taken from Jeremiah 29 and 11 for I know the plans that I have for you. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, you know what? I'm going to design my life based on what God has for me and stop just accepting life as it comes. Stop living by default. Too many of us as Christians, we're living beneath our promise because we're taking life as it comes. We live by default and life is happening to us instead of happening for us. So the mm. designer life says, you know what? I'm going to be intentional about living the life that God has designed and planned for me. And it's a great plan. So why not go for it? Awesome stuff. Yeah. So, so follow speak to Stacy. On uh, on on Twitter is it the same name everywhere? Twitter it is. and Instagram. It speak is to Stacey. speak to Stacy and Stacy is S T A C E Y. It is yeah, <laughs> very <Yeah>. good. <laughs> I did my research, <laughs> but I know you. <laughs> now, Pastor Tafara Butai is the lead pastor of Faith Hill Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. He has a bachelor's degree in business administration, but his greatest achievement is having successfully started a youth's ministry called Sold Out, which saw him traveling extensively across the country, teaching and encouraging students in schools to rise up, build a church, and seek after God. He's also the author of two books. Uh, his books are Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? I have to read that book. <laughs> actually, you know what? In the next, in the next two weeks or so, I actually want to have, um, a, um, I've got to have a topic on this and I'd love to just invite you back here again. Why do good things happen to good people? Why do bad sure. things happen to good people? Yep. And uh, his most recent book on prayer called Every Prayer Answered. Um, prayer is not one of my favorite things to do. I'll, I'll admit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Because somehow, like, there's a bit, it, 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 you know, sort of like to the, to the, to the flesh, if I can say it like that. Right. It feels a bit unnatural, but, 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 but it's amazing how the one thing that is probably the most powerful that we neglect so much. So, so not, not, not that I want to read every prayer answered, but I think I have to read. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> every prayer answered. Buster Tavara, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. You came highly recommended by, by, uh, by Stacy. 
Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Stacey. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, waiting on God. Uh, the question is when God when. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Pastor hope to have answers walking out of here. Yes, yes. No, we're going to. No, no, yes. no. You've got a case study right here. We're going to push it. Right. Uh, you know what? And we're going to get answers right now in this in in, in this forty minutes coming. Uh, Pastor Farah, what? Why exactly? Uh, what exactly does it mean to wait on to uh, to wait on the Lord? Um, is waiting as in doing nothing? What does it mean in a Christian life to wait on God? I think for me uh, personally, if you read First Peter. Uh, one eleven, the Bible clearly says that we as Christians need to know, we, we need to search what. And that's the easier part. A lot of people know what they are waiting for. And the second part of uh, uh, that verse is to know what manner of time. What does that mean? That shows us that God is timing to everything. And uh, as believers, we have to wait sometimes for God's plan and God's timing to come to fruition at the time that he has set. Uh, way before time, even the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ was uh, well orchestrated before the beginning of time, and it came right on time. The Bible calls it the fullness of time. Yeah. But what does that mean? Does it mean we just sit down at a bus stop, twiddling our thumbs, waiting for the bus to come? <laughs> I don't believe yeah. so. Uh, the same word "wait" is translated in the New Testament patience which is also translated long suffering <laughs> yeah and by long suffering it oh. doesn't mean to suffer for long <laughs> it just means to be consistent and constant in your salvation while you're waiting for the timing uh, of the manifestation of whatever you're waiting for god to do in your life and is there i mean is there a way to ask god to help us to wait because i know that i think um because wait is sort of close to close to patience is right. it the same thing, actually? I think before you answer that question, is waiting and patience the same thing? Because I know that patience is, uh, is one of the fruits of the Spirit, as the Bible says. Yes, I believe it's the same thing. I believe God is already, if He asks us to wait, I believe God is not unjust to ask us to do something that we are incapable of doing. And like you rightfully say, He's already deposited it in our spirit, and it's a fruit of our spirit to be able to wait on God's timing. And uh, this is why God will take his time for us to uh, get to the destination of him manifesting whatever it is that we're waiting for. So I believe it's a similar word, waiting and being patient in God. Wow. And Stacey, what does it mean in your life to wait on God? Well, you know, it's an interesting concept because here's what I've, I've realized. My greatest growth yeah. has happened during my longest wait. Hmm. And I know as Christians, we don't like to think about that. And especially now, because we live in such a microwave culture that, you know, I mean, our food is, you know, if a food takes longer than five minutes to be prepared, right. you know, we're, we're frustrated. So it's hard to wait. Waiting is not, it's not natural for us from a cultural standpoint. But I have grown the most when I was waiting on God, because then I'm, my ear is so tuned to him. I'm so focused on him and what he has for me and what he's trying to get through me and out of me. So as as much as we may not like it, on the other side of victory, you always see the purpose of your weight. Hmm. Great stuff. I mean, so um, so a question I should want to just ask to both of you is um, how does waiting, because you spoke about the fact that, you know, th- that your biggest growth has come during a time, a time of waiting. So how does waiting transform our character? Why is it so important? In our lives 
Well, for me, I think it gives you a chance to, it's almost like you get a chance to come to yourself. If you think about like a child, you know, even though they may want to drive a car, if they're not 18 years old, they're not ready. And they have to grow and develop and mature until they can be prepared to be licensed to drive a car. Well, in the same thing, a lot of times what we're waiting for, we're not quite ready for. God knows that we're not ready, but we don't recognize it. Just like a teenager thinks, oh, I can drive, I can drive. But they really don't have the maturity to make good judgment and good decision making. So it's really such a time of growth, not only in your character, but you're growing emotionally and you're growing spiritually. Sometimes we're not even emotionally ready for what we're waiting on. Mm -hmm. And if we had it today, we'd mess it up anyway. Mm. Mm. Waiting is sometimes the best protection there is. It's like a little divine insurance policy to make sure you're, that when you get it, you're ready to receive right. it. Right. Mm. So you can, like, you can literally like receive the, you can receive the vision. For instance, if you look at the life of, of Daniel, mm-hmm. you know, right. he was, he was anointed king when he was how old? Anybody come on? Quite he young. David. Let's say he was David. quite young. Yeah, David. Yeah. Was he, <laughs> he was he was anointed king was at twelve. Yeah, 13. twelve, twelve, thirteen, around yeah. there. Um, but he, but it took him a long time of waiting before he was actually he was actually made he was actually made king. Right. And uh, one can maybe believe that you know if he was actually he if he was actually made king at that you know like at that point in his life he wouldn't have been ready for it because he had to go through just so many. Adversaries for that time to come. Mm-hmm. So why would I mean, like, why does God give us a vision when He knows that we're not ready for us? Uh, I mean, like, we're not ready to sort of take it on as yet. I think the vision makes it easier for us to wait because mm-hmm. uh, it's easier when you know the destination to persevere through whatever you're going mm-hmm. through than it is when you're just a blind and you don't know what the destination and the final uh, product looks like. Mm. I mean, it's funny that you bring up David. Uh, David was anointed uh, king at 12 years old and straight after he had to go to look after sheep and uh, protect the sheep from the bears and the lions before he actually was promoted to start protecting people, real people from a Goliath. So hmm. I believe uh, the the process of waiting also helps us to be faithful with whatever gifts, purposes, and uh, talents that God has deposited in us because faithfulness is the ultimate character in God's kingdom. We have to be faithful with the least if God is going to trust us with much. It's a process. You know, you can't get into calculus if you haven't mastered numbers from zero <laughs> up to nine. <laughs> or literature if you haven't mastered the alphabet from A to Z. So I think the process of waiting helps us to become faithful in the little things so that God can grow us into becoming more responsible for the much. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I've, I've got a question on that. So right. spiritually we know that, you know, it's, it's good to wait. Right. Uh, practically, what are the things that one should do in that period of waiting? It can be a year. It can be two years. It also depends on what you're waiting for. Right. Um, and, and, and a lot of tests come during that period. What are the practical things and tools that a person should, um, should, should, should focus on to help them through that period of growth? Well, were you asking Pastor Tafara? No, you can go ahead. Okay. One of the things that I'm, that I've really started focusing on, you know, it's so much easier to wait on God when you believe He's going to do what he said he's going to do. Yeah. It's like if you're waiting to go catch a flight. If you didn't, if you were wondering, well, is the airplane going to come and get me or not? 
Well, you know, going to the airport and waiting for the flight just starts to seem a little ridiculous and you mm-hmm. get a little impatient. But when you know that something is coming, it's a lot easier to wait. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the challenge with waiting is we start to obsess over what we're waiting for. And we're supposed to be occupying. We're supposed to be busy. We're supposed to be fruitful and be on purpose. If you're every day living on purpose saying, okay, God, what do you have for me today, Mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. Then you stop obsessing over whatever else you're waiting for. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot even in relationships or finances. You're waiting And you're obsessing at the same time. And I think you have to put your weight into perspective and say, while I'm waiting, look at all of this that God has for me to accomplish. Mm. Wow, that's deep. And I got to say, you you know, just enjoy the process. You know, it's as a little child, if you take off on a journey somewhere, uh, what's the first thing they'll ask you? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And they'll ask, uh, uh, after five minutes, are we there? And... (laughs) They focus on getting there so much. They get obsessed by getting there so much that they forget enjoying the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just looking out the window and just seeing the beautiful landscape, you know. That's it. Enjoying. I always think of like, I always think of, of uh, off road trips. Right. Maybe I just watch too many, too many movies. Too many movies. <laughs> right. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> like everyone's in the car and they're busy singing. You know what I mean? That's and that it. looks, you know, it always looks nice in movies. That's it. You know? Yeah, um, Stace, um, how, how do you know if you're waiting for the right or the wrong thing, you know, during a period of waiting? Well, I have a little theory. Yeah. The, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling weak and weary while you're waiting, chances are you're waiting on the wrong thing. Because God will renew your strength for the things he has purposed for you, for things he wants for you to have. He doesn't renew your strength for foolishness. He renews your strength for fruitfulness. So if you're waiting and you have no peace, no joy, no fruit, and you're just growing weary, that's the time to evaluate and say, you know what? I may be waiting on something that God has not even in purposed and intended for me. And you have to really be willing to take stock. You know, we that's part of the designer life is to, you know, to take stock of your life, to really like do a self check. You know, what's that Zulu word? Ziva Veen yourself. Do we have any Zulu speakers that can correct me? Okay. Yes. It's like a deep, deep introspection. Okay. And and really ask yourself, you know, you may be waiting on, you know, a relationship or a job or a career move. And maybe just maybe that's not what God has for you. So you really need to say, am I growing weary? Because if I'm weary, chances are I'm waiting for the wrong thing. Mm. It's interesting, um, Stacey, because I'm just going back to your previous comment. When you were, you talked about you may have a legitimate desire that God has placed in your heart, but over the period of waiting, if you start to obsess over it, it you move from a place of desire to lust. Mm. You start lusting after something. Mm. So you've taken your eyes off the one that promised. Mm. So could it be that in that, in that moment of lusting, uh, where you've shifted from a legitimate desire to lust, that you would be restless, that you would be, um, you would have no peace. Hmm. Is, is that possibly another checkpoint for you to maybe revisit where you're at spiritually? Hmm. Absolutely. I always say that perfect peace is the best confirmation there is. Hmm. Because even in your waiting, you should still have peace. Right. 
And the absence of peace means there's a problem somewhere in your Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what else is going on, you know, (coughs) peace is still your portion. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely believe that, that if you don't have peace, you really need to evaluate what you're waiting for and really seek God and say, God, is this the direction you have for me? You know, Scripture says there's a voice you'll hear that'll be behind you. It'll say, turn left, turn right. You need to listen for that voice. Amen. Okay. So it's amazing that everything literally comes back to, to your, um, to your relationship with God. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and as much as we can know, we can sit here and we can talk about. You know, how do you know whether you're waiting on the right or the wrong thing? You know, how do you wait on God? But at the end of the day, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to guide you Amen. daily. And, 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 and that's going to be relationship-based. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys just to wait. <laughs> 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 just a little bit more. We're going to go into an ad and then into a song. And we'll be back with you. May I get a song request? A song request. May I hear from Billy by Loiso? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find that here somewhere. You see? Okay, cool. Let's go into the ad break and then uh, and then I'll find Pam Billy to play it. Uh, this is CliffCentral.com. Choice. Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. Auto Trader gives you the choice. Now you can shop. Compare and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. The Open Book on CliffCentral.com. Pastor Tafara, um, there's so many, there's so many biblical figures in the Bible that we you know, like we can learn so much from, right. from in terms of waiting and patience. Right. Um, Sure, I think yeah. I mean, if, if if I just look just right through, just in my mind, right? Um, yeah. Do do do. Maybe just want to just talk to us about some of those. Uh, what's so interesting about almost every biblical figure in scripture is that they have had to wait on God at some point in their lives, and mm-hmm. uh, the two that uh, uh, stick out are Moses and Abraham. We know Moses was told he was given a vision to be the liberator of the children of Israel. Yeah, and uh, he didn't want to wait on God to do it according to his own time and he went ahead and actually killed an egyptian man and tried to bury him in a, a, um, a shallow grave and uh, they found the body and he was actually you know uh, um, uh, persecuted for that but when he waited he had to go to the desert and wait 40 years hmm. for god's timing when he came back you know what he did that is a long he time. buried the whole army in one moment wow. in god's will so you can do more by waiting on God and doing it according to God's plan than you can do according to your own plan. Abraham, I mean, the whole Middle Eastern problem we have today is simply because you didn't want to wait on God. He ended up sleeping with a maid and had a son. His name was Ishmael. And uh, this is part of the reason why we have uh, what we have in the world today. So it's amazing uh, how much we can accomplish when we wait on God and how much we can mess up if we try to do it according to our own timing. Wow. That's amazing. You spoke, I mean, um, like, pushing one of your questions uh, that you sent. You said there's something that we call the Ishmael what? The Ishmael, yes. So in, 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 in Christian circles, when we're talking about waiting, it's about, um, you know, either doing the time and going the full length with God uh, in terms of the waiting period or running ahead of God, which is what we do sometimes yeah. as human beings. You want to help God. You want to, you know, quicken that process. Mm. And yes, you do like the Abraham story. You do end up sleeping with the Hagar and producing an Ishmael. 
So or you end up, or I mean, like, or like Moses, Moses, you end up, you end up, you know, like committing a murder. Think that okay, cool. Well, if God has spoken this over my life, mm-hmm. then this must be the right thing for me to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. But and the we interesting all make those thing, mistakes, we do, we know? do, and I'm sure there are people listening now that have heard from God. Um, he's put a desire in their hearts, and they have, you know, they've run ahead of him. They've made mistakes. Um, and and Stacy, what would you say to those people? Because from the story of, of Moses, we, we do see redemption. Um, what would you say to those people that have heard from God, have and made, the made a mistake um, and, and, and created um, and killed an Egyptian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, for instance, I mean, so sorry, just, just elaborate more on your question. For instance, someone would hear, you know, God will come to me and say, listen, one day you're going to have... You know, like you, uh, you're gonna have a company like this because I've had these thoughts, you know. So then, maybe when they're sleeping, they have a prayer. Yeah. I, I mean, like they they have a dream, but then they wake up the next morning, then they quit their job, right? Then they go hungry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because God said, you know, because God said, you yeah. know. And, and if they're married, um, can you imagine? That's not a great testimony no, of not. God to your wife Picked and your children. Your yeah. Yeah, Stacey. Well, you know, here's what I love about God. He says. To if you don't have wisdom, ask for it and it'll be given to you liberally. And there's something to be said about using the wisdom of God in your decision making to prevent actually birthing your Ishmael. You know, you're either going to birth your problem or your promise, depending on your decision. But I would encourage someone and say, first of all, to receive the grace that God has provided. Because I think sometimes we forget and we get so bogged down on ourselves and so hard on ourselves and we forget just how much grace really matters Hmm. and then i would encourage them to make peace with their mistake because sometimes we're not at peace and we don't even forgive ourselves and you end up living out your you live from a place of mistake Mm. so every decision you make going forward you start to compound your mistake because now you're making decisions from the place of your mistake Mm. so you need to make peace with it and then you need to forgive yourself and renew your mind and say you know what god I messed up because guess what? You're not taking God by surprise anyway. Mm. He already knew you were going to mess up. And so you get back to God and say, you know what? I missed this one, but I'm not going to miss the next one. And you go ahead and take advantage of your second chance. You know, we always talk about, oh, he's the God of a second chance, but then we forget to take the second chance. Mm. So that's how I would encourage them. Yeah. And I think it, it, it almost works like a GPS. You know, if you miss the turn. Uh, it'll just recalculate from where you are to still wow. take you back to your destiny. So almost everyone who missed it at some point, God recalibrated from where they were and took them right wow. to where they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says all things work for the good. That's good. Not only not only the things that God has put upon our lives, but also our mistakes. That's right. And our and our shortcomings. Absolutely. Yeah. So once mm-hmm. again, it's about, you know, it's about repentance. Repentance means that you turn from your ways. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you know, you just let God know that you're absolutely sorry for what you've done and that you must just recalibrate. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> no, I think that's absolutely true. And I think what you just said, Lois, is so true that all things work for our good. But somehow we have turned that a little bit and we feel like if it doesn't feel good, maybe it's not working for our good. Hmm. It doesn't say anything about all things will feel good. It says yeah. all things will work for your good. And we right. have to kind of get the, we have to be very clear that there's a real distinction that it may not feel like it's working for your good, but that's where you have to trust that God is working it for your good. Wow. Hmm. And I must say, you know, God himself is a patient God. 
because the things that I've done time and time again. <laughs> you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry about what I did yesterday. I promise I won't do it again. You know, speaking about repentance. <laughs> Two weeks later, even the following day or later on that day, you go on and you do, and, and you just do the same thing again. So I believe that, you know, it's not something that God expects us to do, but it's something that He has. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if any of you want to speak about that, you know, the, the fact that He's a patient, He's a patient God. Well, thank God that He is. I mean, you know, where would any of us be if He weren't, mm-hmm. if He weren't patient? You know, I tease my husband. He's he's in America, so he won't hear this. I'll throw him under. The, I'm going to throw Brady under the bus. He's such a great example. He's sleeping. This man loves God. I mean, he's so sweet, so kind, oh, so yeah. patient. And the one thing that he's always having to repent for is he gets annoyed in traffic. He's one of those. Uh. He's one of those people that's like honking. He's such a New Yorker. He's honking the horn. It's like, come on already. And I said, oh, look at the Jesus in you, right? Now. Right. <laughs> And then he'll pray about it and say, you know what? I got to get better about this. I got to get better about this. And then three weeks later, another traffic, somebody cuts him off. "Ah!" (laughs) So, you know, God gives us that grace and he is so patient because we are. We're like children that don't get it right. I mean, how many times do you have to tell Kenzie or Munesu, don't do that. Don't do that. And you say it over and over again. And that's probably how, you know, I believe God is looking at us like, okay, he loves us. But it's like, don't do that. Mm, Don't Mm, do that. mm, And you know what, and, and, and I guess that's why God is not, God is not fussed about the things that we have or the things that we don't have, mm. um, as much as He wants to give it to us. But I think what matters to Him more is our character. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, yeah, and the fact that, you know, He'll keep on, He'll keep on waiting. And I don't think, I mean, not that God has, has different feelings because, you know, He has, He has no shadow of turning. Right. But I think, but I think He doesn't necessarily want to see us hurt, you know? Right. Yeah. But He knows that He needs to see us through those, um, you know, through that process so that we can become the very best that we can, that we can be. Yeah. Um, now, Pastor Farah, a lot of people, and, 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 and I've seen this, you know, it's going to churches. I feel, you know, a lot of people just prophesy over my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, if anyone is listening and they have, you know, don't feel bad. If you feel you have a word, please just come bring it on. Right. All I want to know is not necessarily to stop people from doing that because some of these things do never come through. Right. You know, uh, I end up waiting on God and you know that a pastor said, in 18 months, this will happen. Right. And then I'm like, yo, when it's, happening. It. it's 25 months, <laughs> you know, and don't be coming to tell me that, well, you know, God's time is different to man's time. Right. You said 18, 18 months. months. Right. <laughs> how do we judge? I mean, like, how do we judge those prophecies? Because, because this is part of waiting on God. Right. I think a prophetic word, uh, uh, first of all, when it comes, it never comes to give direction. It always comes for confirmation. So when a prophet comes to uh, confirm a word in your heart, you should already be knowing that mm-hmm. word and they should just come to confirm it uh and i believe also every prophetic word must be uh, uh checked against the word of god and mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit uh you have the right to you know chuck it into the trash can and i've uh, thrown a lot of prophetic words in the bin and uh, mm-hmm. probably 60 to 70 percent of the prophecies i get i just pick them up and throw them in the bin Wow. Because yeah. they don't fit with uh, God's word. And uh, I think it is the responsibility of the recipient to uh, check every prophetic word against God's word and uh, either Taste receive it or reject it. Because the ultimate prophetic word is the word of God. The Bible says we have a sure word of prophecy in the written 
word of God. So if it doesn't fit with the sure word of prophecy, it which, is not from God. Which still comes back to which still comes back to relationship, you right. know? Um, like you were saying earlier on Porsche, which still comes back to the fact that we, it, it, it must be about God and right. not yeah. about the things right. of um, of God. So the Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God, and right. all these things shall be added shall be added unto you. Right. If you feel that you've been you've been waiting and um, and 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 nothing much has been happening, maybe the reason that nothing is happening between now and the time and your appointed time, you right. know, of your um, of your blessing, maybe this is the time for you to. To seek God and to get closer to God and mm-hmm. to learn His word. If you feel that maybe you're waiting for a job, don't just sit around. You right. know, um, mm-hmm. when you're not going for interviews, just sit and apply yourself to the Word of Come God. On. Get to know your Father because to God that is the most important thing. It's your relationship with Him, and it is from that that you're going to draw everything that you um, that you need. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back after. Um, we'll be back after this uh, just to just to wrap this up. I hope we had two hours because there's just so much to say. Uh, so yeah, stick with us and wait. Right here on Cliff Central. See you now. This is CliffCentral.com. We're waiting from you. We need you. That's <laughs> what so the song sings. Um, Sally, who sent us a WeChat, says the biggest wait for all Christians is waiting for the return of Jesus. Um, in the break, in the break, Stacey, you, you, you were saying it should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, in theory, it should be, but in a practical sense, I believe that most Christians are waiting for whatever their immediate issue is that they have before God, whether it's a financial breakthrough, a relationship, promotion, you know, buying a house. I think it's just more practical every day to day things that people are actually consciously waiting for. And it's often the distance that we know that God is coming, but we don't know when. And the Bible says, occupy until I come. Yeah. And so people are occupying. Yeah, because it's hard to grasp. I mean, like the concept, the concept that, listen, chances are in this world, you won't have everything that you need. Um, and, and once again, I think, I think God kind of does that because if I, and I'm speaking about myself personally, if I had everything that I need, um, I can say right now that I will still stick by God. But I think the fact that there are just certain things, you know, like it's like when Paul speaks about, um, about the thorn. Do you know what I mean? Like that it has, like, why doesn't God remove this? Mm. But that's because, you know, like in your weakness, he wants to become the strength. Mm. And he wants you to know that so that it can remain dependent, you know, dependent Absolutely. on God. Yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. I think that really serves us well. You know, we were speaking about uh, Donald Trump uh, the other night. And, you know, he made the comment, someone asked him if he believes in God. And he says, well, yeah, kind of, but I don't really bother God much. Like uh-huh. I've got it covered. And, <laughs> that's know. a sign of someone who has everything. <laughs> so, and exactly. And that's a sign of somebody who has everything that can right. say, well, I don't really bother God. You know, I just yeah. kind of sort myself out. And, and which means that you don't actually really see the need. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, you know, we can all sit here and we can, and we can judge Donald Trump, but maybe if we had Donald Trump's money, we could also become <laughs> saying the same thing. So be grateful in your weaknesses. <laughs> but Portia, just, 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 I just want to add to that. So in the waiting, um, of everyday stuff, as, as Stacy said, that's where you grow. Yeah. That's where you, you know, waiting or patience is not persisting in your circumstance. It is learning to persist in the nature of God, which is patience. So you are growing in patience. You're becoming more like Christ the more you exercise that. So give that 20 little things that you have to wait for. 
every time you are continuing to grow in patience. Mm. So that, that ladders up to being ready for when Jesus Christ comes. So it's, you know, there's no differentiation between what is seemingly the big weight versus the weight for the next meal. Mm. So I just wanted to <laughs> point that out. Um, I've got a question. So many of us do get tired whilst we're waiting and we, we you know, it depends, also depends on what you're waiting for. Sometimes the, the, the pressure becomes a lot much. Um, and you would ask God, please send me a sign. Give me a sign um, that you are, A, still going to come through for me. Or two, um, I, what I thought I heard from you in terms of the promise is definitely or was definitely you speaking. Is that, um, is that a stumble in your faith? Is that a weakening of your faith? Is that is that a legitimate right to ask God during that period of waiting? Yeah, um, I think it's interesting that you use the word pressure. And, and what's so interesting about that word is that the pressure is always on our side of the ledger and not on God's side of the ledger. <laughs> <laughs> God is never under pressure. I mean, uh, uh, Moses, like we said, waited 40 years. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a long wait. Yeah. Um, Abraham waited 27 years. And uh, Paul waited 14 years just to start his ministry. And Jesus, the Christ, waited 30 years. 30 years. So, um, again, asking for a sign, uh, the only other person that we know who asked for a sign in the New Testament was uh, 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 Thomas. He mm-hmm. said, unless I actually put my fingers in his wounds, I will not believe. So, he wanted a sign. He yeah. wanted to see it. Yeah. And what did Jesus say uh, to him? He said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen yet believed. So I think Jesus places a greater blessing on those who believe without seeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, those who believe without actually receiving a sign. Those that take God at his word. If he says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Awesome stuff. Well, I really just want to just thank you all for coming coming through. Um, Stacey Speller. Pastor Tafara Butai. I'm gonna have you guys back on the show. When you back, um, when you back again <laughs> <laughs> from the States, Stacey, you're definitely gonna come through. And then obviously, hopefully, we can do that show on on why bad things happen, happen to good people, to good people, yeah. very very soon. Thank and you. Um, and yeah, my new co-host. <laughs> Portia with the me. surname. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've absolutely forgotten like, what, what your surname is. Tapumane. Yeah, I want to end the show with this. Um, nothing is hard on us. Than waiting on God to answer. It may even test our faith. Uh, friends, just know that God has not forgotten about you. Please do not try to run ahead of God or take matters into your own hands. This will usually lead to pain and frustrations and many times sin. God does indeed hear your prayers and knows what is best for you and your life. Here are five good reasons that God makes us wait. Um, I found this on the net, but I'll make like they're mine. And they are the following. Number one, waiting reveals our true motives. Number two, waiting builds patience in our lives. Number three, waiting builds anticipation. Number four, waiting transforms our character. Number five, waiting builds intimacy and independency on God. So, yeah, wait on him because he cares for you. Love you all, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast or next week. This is CliffCentral.com.